0: lucas welcome to the show great to have you here there is a lot to talk about how you doing i'm all good thank you very much how are you yeah good i'm excited for this i'm very excited there's uh there's a there's a certain pedigree with the name lucas blakely in the sim racing world i find i feel like you're uh you've you popped up in a lot of different spheres and most recently congratulations on your gb4 podium thank you very much it was um yeah very
1: surreal um, it goes by very quickly as well because we're already Friday <laughs> somehow. <Yeah. laughs> um, you know, it's, it is very scary how quickly time passes. Um to think it was it's a week ago tomorrow. So um yeah, but it was one of the best experiences of my life. I didn't think I'd, you know, be in that position where I was able to, you know, try and chase a result like that. Um just even getting to go racing. So mm. yeah, very, very grateful and um was one of the yeah, very, very high. I'm, I mean, I'm no secret to the whole emotion when it comes to, uh, racing, whether it's on yeah. the SEM or whatever. But I fully lost it. Um, I was <laughs> I, I sort of just was, it was just sort of uncontrollable emotion because I was, I, I can't
0: believe it. Yeah, um, I saw the pictures. That looked like an incredible weekend, and it's kind of like the, you know, we've had a few people on the show now from, you know, like yourself and, and Super GT who've kind of done this, like Jan Mardenborough journey of of kind of starting in sim racing and then ending up with these crazy experiences um it's kind of cool that you're doing them side by side at the same time because often you'll find that the sim racing tends to take a back seat as the real racing um ramps up like if you look at someone like jimmy broadbent for example he's yeah. doing all the stuff with the north for now so he, he's apologizing all the time on youtube to his fans be like i'm really, really sorry i haven't recorded anything i've been racing everywhere um but with you it feels like you're ramping up in 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 both worlds right yeah, I mean, some of those guys you mentioned, I take
1: inspiration from as well. I mean, I love seeing you know fellow people within the industry, you know, succeeding and you know, I mean, you mentioned Jimmy; he's one of the sort of the true. I believe he's one of the true blazers for yeah. our um, our community, and I have so much respect for the guy. Um, and um, yeah, as many many others as well. He's just what name to name one, um, but yeah, it's um, it's quite cool, you know, getting to live my dream through sim racing as well like how that created the opportunities to do um the real thing Of mm-hmm. like um you know i was, it was you know it was 2015 was the year that i had to stop go-karting because my mum and dad were i think they did absolutely everything up until remortgaging the house and at that <laughs> right. point it was like okay look this this is <laughs> we've given it everything for you but this is it's just too much it is, yeah. it's so hard for families you know even today whether it was back when i was racing in carts, or even now it's it's a very it's a tough world uh, motorsport so um I, you know it, it's you know to get these opportunities feel very very i try and savor it a mm. lot more um you know I, I, i'm aware that you know i'm not going to be able to just like as much as my heart would love to it's not like i can jump on an f4 car every weekend it's something that might only happen once or twice In my life, like I didn't expect to even race GB4, for example, again Mm. at the weekend. Um, that was um one of the nicest surprises that I was. I mean, I've you know I had to throw it all together, but I was you know it was a very welcome opportunity and one I'm very 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 grateful for. Um, and yeah, I would just try and maximise all these things, um, because I don't know how often they're going to come around, um. I guess because it was taken away from me once i'm very conscious of how mm. it can happen again and away um, so tell
0: us about that the, the, so that was karting right so karting was was it, it taken away in the sense that it was just not kind of financially feasible anymore which, which feels yeah. like a real common uh story actually along uh, amongst sim races as well there seems to be a, a direct correlation between like the best sim racers and those who spent a lot of time karting which is interesting because then there's a parallel there with the real world like if you if, if which we all have if you watch something like drive to survive then or you've listened to the beyond the grid podcast for example like you'll have heard so many of the f1 drivers will talk about their start in karting and it's interesting how uh, like one-to-one that relationship is between karting and most important karting and sim racing and it's a it's a positive signal for the world of sim racing that that if karting makes a difference to sim racing then sim racing must be fairly accurate as a simulation
1: yeah i mean karting is one of the most i I call it like the bedrock if you like is where you have the bread and butter it's the foundations of every Mm. uh, and i think basically every racing driver says the same thing it's very like a it's a common theme where you know karting is just where you go and learn the fundamentals and it's the purest form of driving you know there's no it's not about you know saving things or like Mm. doing it's not so much about like complexity of like it's a lot more it's just raw racing you know that's what makes it so so fun um and obviously very quick as well Your know, power to weight ratio and these things is, is ballistic as well yeah. you know you're in something that weighs very little but goes absolutely rapid um and it's it's a great it's amazing fun um and when i i've always played sim games for example even like when i was karting like playing I said, you know i was playing i had a wheel and pedals even on f1 2010 okay Um, so 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 sorry to interrupt
0: you lucas but we can't we can't just brush over that on this podcast we have to know exactly what the wheel and pedal set was oh let me think it
1: was uh um uh but uh, for 2010 it was like the basic uh, uh an xbox for f1 2010 and it was basically like the standard wheel that you had for that at the time um so it was like the same it was like the same brand as whatever xbox has. So it was literally like i've got a picture of it somewhere but it's uh <laughs> it's actually no it's in the loft actually but i've still got it um and i put up when my dad and i made a makeshift desk um i had a spinny chair and we had a makeshift desk it was made of literally three bits of wood that were drilled together uh, and the legs keep breaking so you had to it kept like wobbling left and right <laughs> um and i just had it on the tv and i'd drive like this um so that was yeah it was quite um we've come a long way yeah it's a long it was a long time ago but it was um yeah very very good um and that's but I but what I was saying was I had the yeah I'd been playing even on wheel and pedals from back then even just as a casual you know f1 game enjoyer um and then yeah I did that all the way through karting but then um, back to your point about you know karting and the sim, everything I learned in karting and all the you know the technique and the fundamentals, I tried to just carry over into my um, into my sim driving um, on the F1 games or whatever it was I played. I always tried to just carry over whatever I learned. I, be- I believe that you know the learning and racing is universal. You know you can learn something from somewhere in a completely you know different realm of driving that then uh, trans. uh, transports and transfers sorry um onto something different um i believe there's so much you can learn to be uh from many different areas i don't believe in you know certain things not being useful if that makes sense i think that anything can be useful um in a way um so yeah i'm i'm very much a believer of you know the sim racing being a, a a positive aid if that makes
0: sense um so yeah yeah, because there's certainly differences, but then you hear um, you hear you know, F1 drivers and GT2 drivers. A lot of them will say that um, they've done a like a, a season or an off season or a, a few weeks of rally, not because they necessarily want to go into rally, but because the skills that you learn in rally yeah. are so useful in GT3 racing, GT4 racing, or, or even F1 um, and F2. And you have got a bit of experience rallying in uh, in in a particularly famous case where you and I quote beat Sebastian Vettel. Um, yeah, it's such a scary
1: <laughs> thing. Like, it's such, those are very like I don't know. Like, I still get quite. Um, I don't really know how to even react to that. Even like all this time later, I mean, I'll have a, I've obviously had people mention that to me, and it's like, oh, what did it feel? What was it like? And these sort of things, but you know, I think. You know, if you were to put it in personal context that you are driving a car that you've driven for two laps, hmm. you're so far out of your typical comfort zone, let's say, right? Everyone is. That's the point of Race of Champions. You're thrown in a car and you go, right? Yeah. So, but you're in this situation. you are the It feels like the world's watching because it kind of are. Because they were. <laughs> and you're lining up on this, you know, snow, the start line, and you look to your right and you just see this. The you just see the white and German striped helmet of Sebastian Vettel as you're about to race this man. Um, and it's the scariest, most like your adrenaline is like through the sky, like it's so high, you're like, Oh my god, it is, it is such a scary but exhilarating experience because you're like, This is very, it becomes very real mm-hmm. in those few seconds. So that's, and I mean, I don't really focus so much on, um, you know, the result in a way, because I feel like, I feel like I've got a, a sense of duty that, you know, if I was to be, let's say I was to be quite arrogant about it, right, which I I would never want to do, I don't believe that's the person I am, but if I was to be that sort of, if I was to behave a certain way about it, it was like, oh, I, I, you know, walk around with a bit of swagger about it, I think I'd be doing discredit, and it was also discredit to the community, um, wise but also I believe that, but it's just not who I am anyway, I mean, it's not something I would, I don't want to ego these things. I, I believe it's a lot of nonsense in that regard. So for me, I want to be humble in the fact that I even had the opportunity to race Sebastian. You know, there's many drivers in this, on this planet who would love the opportunity even just to drive alongside him. So for me, I want to be, remember these, you know, these fundamentals of, you know, you got to drive at racer a Champions and drive alongside Sebastian um and Mick Schumacher and Valtteri Bottas and Mika Haken and all the other amazing names that I've had such a genuine lifetime privilege of going up against um and that's how I really want to like remember it in a way um yes of course the being able to come out on top is the, the coolest feeling on the planet and something that you are so pumped about mm-hmm. um but it's not something that I want to go on about if that makes sense because I f- it's, it's it's a weird situation for me because i don't i feel like i don't want to talk about it too much because then people will start saying oh look at him he's on about it again this sort well, of thing
0: so yeah I, yeah i mean I, I i don't think that that is coming across at all there's there, there like a like a quiet confidence mixed with a respect about how, because I've seen I've seen you talk about the the race in the past, and it's that you you approach it in the in the same way, and it feels like a really kind of conscious, uh, almost like calculated has a bit of a not negative um, connotation. I don't mean it in a negative way. I mean it's like a you're quite conscious about the way that you portray the events of that day. And you're right, what an incredible experience. I imagine if you'd come second, you would have enjoyed it like only slightly marginally less because you get into race against Sebastian Bell, Right, that's absolutely. Um, incredible and it's and it's interesting as well that your career has been so varied and it hasn't been long we're not talking like 20 years right but you've done so much like there's there's so many different you've you've done go-karting and then sim racing and you did the e-race of champions even within f1 esports you've raced for for two teams right so is that something that you strive for Are are you looking for variety or has variety come knocking because of your pace and success
1: it's a good question actually because it certainly gets you thinking i think that yeah for variety wise i've always i've always just enjoyed driving i mean what can i say i've, I've grown up playing different games i've played f1 games i've played a set of course i've played mm. for, Forza horizon like <laughs> like playing so many you know amazing games growing up um i play everything i mean i just enjoy i, I love trying different things as well um and we were talking about Race of Champions there, but skills that I developed for rock and car control and throwing a car around with no, on a surface of no grip, you know, these are all things that people can choose to believe me or not, but, you know, drifting around on Forza Horizon... Um, with my we were learning how the four wheel drive works, learning how to, you know, throw cars in, doing, trying to do silly reverse entry drifts and stuff like that. Like, doing these things though, like for years and years and doing different types of sim preparation, or just playing different sim stuff. So, like driving a drifting on a set of course or throwing a car around on Fours or being as precise as you really can on Formula One or driving in the wet on whatever it may be. All these things I just mash into one and try and make a, um, an experience out of it, um, or like try and make the most optimal um, thing about it. Um, but yeah, what, what were we what it's, we if, I slightly well, went off it, topic there. No, but... no, no, it's
0: it's it's interesting because there's a couple of themes, right? So well, I've been so fortunate and privileged enough. Now I think we're, we're we've had seventy or eighty episodes of this podcast, so I've managed to speak to so many incredible people um, from around the sim racing world, from manufacturers of cockpits and wheels to esports drivers to team managers to streamers and there's there's loads of um there's loads of common threads that you start to notice um and it's funny how the like sim racing esport pros a lot of them seem to start in exactly the same place in exactly the same era there seems to be this generation of people who raced forza horizon 4 on xbox with the wheel on your on your lap that seems to that seems to have kind of like um captivated a lot of imagination we had so yesterday we recorded an episode with uh, nick andrews who's ar12 gaming sees like 2 million followers all from forza right and yeah. so it's it's funny how those early experiences of forza translate into uh success later on in the sim racing world so i would put it to you that because you've had this variety you have a you you have a more rounded approach to to racing but I mean your physical driving style. So would you agree that your driving style has been influenced by the real racing and the sim racing and the variety in both that you've done?
1: Uh, I would say yes, because even at the weekend there when I did GB4, like my driving style, I have certain traits that just carry over um, like for like, like the exact Hmm. same thing. What I do on a sim will transfer straight over. Like my driving... um, You know, there are certain traits that I do that are just universal. Um, And that's quite cool to see because it gives me a a sense of context of what I'm physically doing and what I'm doing on The Sim. It's like a great cross-reference point for me um, and something that I try and make use of knowing that. Um, So, yeah, I think that, um, yeah, The Sim is... It's interesting when you get to compare these driving styles and I, th- I definitely think that there's a lot of different things that have influenced that, um, but it's also trying to be adaptable, like not being singularly, I have to drive. I like One thing I try to avoid is that I'm unable to, especially on the F1 games, so with F1 Esports, one thing I definitely try to avoid, if I can, is being unable to use a certain driving style. So like, there's a one way to be quick and I'm not able to do it. For me, I need to be as cross. Um, I need to be able to dive, you know, change between different styles, whether it's yeah. understeer or crazy oversteer or, you know, loads of rotation, little rotation, loads of front end, no front end, no rear end. I need, I want to be able to be able to do it all um, and have co- a good core fundamental of the, you know, the control of the car. Um, and that's what I try and focus on is having good feel. Um, you know, something on the sim that, you know, it's very easy to do, to drive through repetition on a simulator, for example, where you're just driving, you know, you improve it by method, by lap, by lap, you just do-do-do-do. You know, you improve by doing loads of laps, um, but with no feeling. But with me, I try and do the complete opposite where I try and drive with, obviously, there's always going to be a bit of repetition in there because it's a sim, you're going to do a million laps, but you i like to try and implement a lot of feel to it because that gives me a lot of confidence and the confidence is what helps me deliver when the pressure's high um and gives me what gives me the belief that i'm able to pull a lap out um which is the hardest thing to do
0: in (laughs) f1 esports so that's incredibly interesting so again i've been fortunate enough to speak to a lot of f1 esports drivers from from your um your competitors this season actually and um they so I, I spoke to and I won't mention the team yet because the episode's not out but we went to the factory and we spoke to, to to four of them and they said the opposite which was f1 esports is a mental game f1 esports yeah. is about muscle memory it's about who can put in the most time who can keep focus for the longest during practice so that when you get to the race you're just replicating it now that's it and I, I, I and I and, and most of those people from from memory, uh, uh, kind of sim racing only. So it's interesting that you've kind of used your outside world to approach F1 Esports with a totally different mentality, almost, which will no doubt help you after F1 Esports, right? If you go into another style of racing, it's not like you're an F1 Esports driver and you have to adapt. You're already an adaptable driver, right? There's some strategy mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I mean, I think... It's
1: interesting because I think there's one thing I've always stood by as well is that there's also no one solution. Mm. Um, you know, there's you can drive with two different driving styles, but if you make it work and you're quick, you're quick. Um, what I've described is what I personally feel is definitely the way that works for me, um, and I believe and for sure there are, is there's elements to, of truth to every side as well. You know, you touched on you know whether it's doing as many laps as possible and then just trying to replicate it that can that definitely works because i've I've done i've tried that myself i've done that you know years ago as well um but yeah it's just there's different it's this is when we this is when it gets down to like the you know we're talking the final percent when you're trying to find that extra little something that um puts you in that place where you're happiest and most comfortable to perform where you know when it absolutely matters and that's you know where i start that's where you spend most of your time is finding one percent people get mixed up I believe with some racing um, and maybe particularly if on eSports people are like, oh, how many uh, people are how many hours has this driver done or that driver done or that's why they're so quick. They've done so many hours. You know, I went away for gb4 i jumped on for one session and was instantly on the pace within my first my first session because the 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 time spent isn't about trying to get yourself up to speed all the time of course yeah sometimes it can take you a session or two or maybe you need to adjust a few things but you know if everything's all smooth you know it took me one session to get dialed in um you know just a few laps because it's so you know you're so tuned into everything um and that's sort of the the how high a level we try and operate on. But I think that um Oh what was saying there? My brains went blank. Um what we were we saying there? Um
0: but there's um, what was the original point? Oh, my brain's just hit a blank spot. Started on the F one game, played it for ten years, absolutely love it a lot from some esports drivers is that it's difficult to feel and yet mm-hmm. you seem to have found a way to feel it. That's one of the hardest things though, is like it's
1: when I say generate feel, it's about generating cues and generating feeling that you understand mm-hmm. what the car's going to do next. Like, me driving their phone game doesn't feel like driving a real, you know, it's not going to feel like drive, the, the the feeling in the steering, for example, it's not going to feel like how it feels in a, um, in a GB4 car, for example. Yeah. Like it's, it's about creating and optimizing the platform you're on um to get the best out of it um and i think definitely my approach is maybe slightly more unique let's say um i think that broadly speaking you know there is a bit more of a a general way of you can do it where i think i'm maybe slightly more unique with how i like to go around doing it with how i like to try and focus on um maybe even sacrificing like a smidge of um of like pure 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 lap time potential about for example if i went on time trial there's certain things i could tweak and change to make it quicker by taking feel away um interesting because but then when i try and do it online for example or do like a lap in the moment oh you can't do it because you don't you can't i don't have that same feel that gives me the cue to know what the car's going to do and that's why i try and focus on my car control so much as well like you see me you'll maybe see clips of me just you know drifting a car around in an open lobby and a wet thing but these are you know this the car control this ability to know what the car's going to do i'm not Mm. it gives me the confidence and that's personally what i feel works best for me um but again there is no one perfect solution what works for me almost certainly won't work for um you know absolutely everybody Um, and what works for other people probably isn't going to be what my preference is but i just try i've just honed in on a a style that i think works for me um while trying to be as broad as possible it's quite interesting how you're trying to fine-tune 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 so specifically but then you're also trying to keep your horizons as broad as possible Mm. um so it's a very it's you know, this is, again, it all comes down to the 1%. You know, yeah. you can jump on and with just so everything sort of set to a standard amount or whatever it is, right, whether it's settings, whatever, and drive up to a certain pace. But, you know, I'm trying to find the last available amount of time because that's what's going to separate, you know, the margins and that's yeah. what wins and loses championships because it's so
0: close. <clears throat> so let's let's dive into the method then so for people listening who uh and i think this will apply for any game right but um for people who are listening who are trying to get faster perhaps they they league race or they're, they're climbing uh hot lap leaderboards etc when you come to a a new track or in fact let's go all the way about it a new game comes out right mm. so f124 and you got a new track how do you approach getting up to speed with a track so like i'm thinking i'm I'm trying to see if we can tease out some practical steps for people listening who are like, "I need to get better. I've got a race in a week's time. What's a methodical way of, of learning and getting up to speed on this track in this car?"
1: Uh, it's, if it's a new track, then you're probably going to need to, do, you know, learn where it goes. So I would say you everyone <laughs> Everybody will usually start on time trial, especially if it's like a a starting point, right? So that's how you just that's how you just, you know, do laps, do okay. laps, do laps. That's your go to place where you just do loads of laps but i probably spend a lot less time on time trial than the average person especially during a season um at the beginning of the game it's completely different because you're just sweating out laps and it's easy to just do one thing and it's easy to jump between things but um i think that you know to prepare a let's say you had a league race and you you had to learn a track um you know definitely do a time trial to get yourself up to speed but if you feel like you're plateauing or you're at a limit, um, there's no point in you trying. Why? Why would you spend, you know, another two, three days on time trial, um, plateauing and like gaining, you know, half a tenth, um, on our a, a leaderboard for 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 whatever purpose? For then instead of putting some practice into whether it's Grand Prix mode or online, um, where you can practice, because on time trial you don't even have tire temps. You know, it's all it's everything static. The grip's yeah. static. It's all very static. So, you know, what I like to do is do a lot of practical practice. If that makes sense. So, doing, you know, replicating the online. If you've got a mate that you're in a league with, then practicing online, I think, is one of the best sources of practice. Because, yeah, mate, okay, you'll not get as many laps in as a mm-hmm. time trial, for example. But that's almost in a way there's a there's a point to it as well. Because if you you're gonna need to pull out the lap without doing lots of laps as well you need to be able to you know find a time on the spot and that is where a massive part of the challenge is especially in men in f1 sports. i mean yeah, it was touched on earlier but mentally it is the hardest part um not getting in your own head and being focused so i think yeah the you've got to be because what you might find is you'll do time trial and you'll be you know able to do these a set certain lap time. But you'll jump online and then you might find you, you, you might end up a second off. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, why can't I why why am I missing that time? But then you'll do more laps online and you'll do more qualifying sessions. I mean GP modes um a little bit different because you can obviously restart that and do lots of laps as well. But at least you've got, you know, tire temps as well. Um and it's a little bit more replicable. But uh, that's to the online where you would do a league race, but you know, what you'll then find is you know online you'll start to chip away and you'll understand you know how to drive out do a lap prepare your tires as well um you know there's all these details and then that means you're going to probably save yourself a good few tents um it's to, to, you know depending what level you're on obviously but um yeah i think that a big mistake a lot of people do in my view, if they're taking, if they're doing league racing, is that they spend so much time on time trial. Now, don't get me wrong; like, if you can do a really good lap in time trial, odds are you are going to be able to do well online. But that does that, that you do see, you know, you can spend so much time on time trial and then just be nowhere in the qualifying. Um, yeah. and I think that's something that people confuse: is time trial equals pace. Mm. If that makes sense, like, Sound take what yeah, it's like, but what I do F one esports, for example. I will do time trial for. If I have three weeks to prepare for an event, I will spend one or two days maximum on time trial. I'll be straight mm-hmm. on to. And if I've, I've, I've already done the track, I'm not even touching time trial, Um, for example. For me, it's all about, you know, preparing what will be most likely to happen. And that, you know, online, doing race practice, quality practice, different weather, doing there's many scenarios that could actually happen um you know me doing laps on time trial is really just uh I, I do it to really like just check things of anything um not if i want to try a certain change in a setting or something um yeah. so yeah there's all it's you remove it's, the other variables just, yeah pretty much um but yeah as I, but as i say what works on time trial it's hmm sometimes it doesn't work at all in the rest of the game whether
0: it's settings or things it's it's yeah tricky to get your head around but it, you know eventually you figure out well speaking of variables sim racing has an additional layer well it has in my opinion has two additional layers right so in the real world of racing you have um the car the track the setup the track conditions and weather right so you mm. have the, the track and its variabilities the car and its variabilities i.e the the setup and tire degradation etc right but then in sim racing, you have two additional layers that you have to compute. You have the game itself, and especially with F one, with it changing every year, there's an element of having to learn how the how the game changes everything uniformly. And then you also have your your physical hardware setup, so your you know your wheel, your pedals, and all the settings within that right, which which you don't have. It, it, it's almost doubling the variables that you have to learn and understand and optimize from real world racing there's two additional layers right but talking uh the the game itself how do you approach trying to understand the new game so when the next f1 uh, game when the iteration of the next game comes out um f124 like what process do you go through to try and pinpoint okay i can see that they've done this i can see that this now works better than it did before the setup characteristics are less effective than they were like how long does that take i
1: think getting a feeling for the game is doesn't take like way 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 too long if that makes sense i feel like you know within a you know a day a couple of days or so just to give a rough idea you sort of figure it out um Mm. like the games like the way you need to drive a game um or at least that's how i sort of feel because i think i think the one thing we've done well or maybe I've done well the last get on the pace very, very, very quickly at the start of a game. So F one twenty twenty one, I was really quick at the start of that game and I kept that pace up for the rest of the year. Um twenty two, you know, we managed to win the championship. So it started, you know, it started well ended well. And I think this year was this year's game has been probably something similar so far where, you know, straight out of the blocks the pace was there and we've, you know, kept it up. So I think that something i've i think whatever i'm doing at the start of the game seems to work well with you know understanding the game and then once you understand the game driving wise so purely like knowing what the car you need to do to drive the car and how to drive it fast you know once you figure that out you're straight into probably testing what then what makes the car go quick yeah um you know because there's every year Things change as well as you say. That's it's like a moving goalpost every year. Mm. There's no, no guarantees that what works a year before is going to work the following years, which it, keeps it interesting. always it keeps it interesting, but it also makes the amount of work we need to do incredibly annoying because you have to start <laughs> from zero all the time. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so frustrating because it's you know sometimes you just wish you could just have it sim- simpler, but then equally that's what creates opportunity and mm. that's what we're here to do. Um, because <clears throat> yeah, it's always a blank
0: piece of paper so 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 what do you prefer do you prefer driving and by that i mean um the kind of optimization of pace setups um kind of optimizing those last few tents getting faster at track or racing Oh, racing that's easy i mean okay. try,
1: trying to get um like i always make the joke of it but it's like 95 percent of what we do is like in a good way is like being frustrated Mm-hmm. Um, because you're always trying things it's, it's 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 like the cycle of trying stuff right so you're 95% of the time you're like what do I do to this <laughs> car faster or what do I do to what what do I change on the setup or what robot mm-hmm. I try or blah 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 like a million different things um you know so i think that's what makes um racing more enjoyable as well where it's like you don't know, need to think about trying a different setup you know you pick your setup you jump on the track and you drive and you get the you know the focus you get the adrenaline you get the mm-hmm. that's when the pressure comes along as well so i think that that's for racing is by far the, the part which is why, why why we all do this you know i don't think the, the fun part is you know spending all day driving uh, um to test setups and most of them not working because the you, have to try so you
0: b- want to be fast enough to be side by side right yeah you, know, you want to have that the, wheel-to-wheel racing
1: the motivation is you want to win i mean that's yeah. what motivates you at the end of the day and you have to remind yourself that quite a bit you know you know you're doing this because you want to win a championship you're not doing this because you know it's going to always be fun um you know you've got you it takes it's, it's just sort of trying to dig you know so you, you sort of got to dig deep a little bit you know have a yeah. bit of grit um be determined because you know last year um for example i went to ridiculous lengths to try and maintain my championship challenge um especially to, you know, to, as the season goes i mean we were putting in a lot of effort all year but even for, for that last event where you know the championship was to be decided i was leaving literally no stone unturned like mm. going to every possible length i could to try and understand you know, the game uh, performance, like, you know, you're, you're talking about variables, so, you know, looking at my driving, looking at the settings I have, looking at the um, looking at the setup, looking at the race. Like, I left nothing unturned hmm. um, because I wanted it so badly. Um, and that's what you need to do basically all the time. What I've just described, you basically need to do all the time if you want to win, especially in everyone's words when it's the most competitive thing you know on the planet and that's where you know that's where it's really useful as well when you have the and that's where the sort of the team element comes in as well you know we're you know we're working with you know you know McLaren Shadow it's been you know a great time first of all you know being with them the last um traffic how long it's been but over the last over the course of you know over the last year um and yeah getting to work with you know all the various partners that we have you know um whether that's you know alienware splunk um logitech getting to you know get dive into different areas that you didn't think was possible as um as compared to maybe before where you know it really brings the f1 to the sim of that makes to the sim racing if that makes sense you start applying yeah. new processes new ideas um and that's where it gets really really um yeah that's where it gets really quite cool as well where you see the crossovers and different things um and it makes it all a bit more professional as well um so it's pretty that's, i think that's quite a cool thing as well
0: yeah and no, totally and you know talking of mclaren shadow it's a cool brand it's a really really cool brand it's With, the coolest brand <laughs> it, right so uh, i mean I've, I've, i'm gonna have to remain switzerland right i'm not that. but it's a very very cool brand like the hoodie that you're wearing at the moment is uh, i absolutely love it i'm gonna apply it straight after this um but uh, was that a draw for you when, you know, the, the driver markets and you probably had your eye on on some teams more than others, like was the brand itself and the partners that they have and, and the way they portray themselves, was that a draw for you to to try and race for them? Or is it really just about, I want to join a team that's going to win? I think that, well, first of all, it is just, an, a,
1: massive, it is just a massive privilege to be able to represent, you know, mclaren as a brand um you know such a historic you know central figure in motorsport and formula one and now in esports as well um so first off it's a massive privilege to even be in that position something that i still sort of have to stop and think about like honestly quite a bit i have to stop and think how is this what i get to you know do (laughs) and all these sort of things is quite it's very surreal um and yeah i think that you know, I've made no secret of it as well. When I was growing up, I was always watching. Um, it was always Lewis in the McLaren. You know, someone mm. Hamilton. You know, winning the championship in the in the McLaren, and I was I grew up supporting McLaren as my favorite team. You know, all those years, um, and then yeah, being able to, you know, be part of uh, such an iconic history is something that I feel you find very very special, and something that I sort of you know the the fact that our esports my driver's championship trophy and the team constructors esports trophy is in the trophy cabinet at McLaren technology center is something yeah, that i nuts. start I, every time i walk by i, I look <laughs> over and i'm like what how <laughs> that is, and, uh, is absolutely it's so surreal um you know you've got a part of history that you've helped influence and been a part of a wider something bigger than yourself as well you know being part of a team um which is something that ever since I joined McLaren Shadow has been something that I've enjoyed so much as being mm. part of a, a unit of people that are all driven to the be um be on top and be you know striving for more success um and really having you know common goals aligned which is something that you know I'd never had up until I you know became a part of this you know amazing team so for me I'm very grateful that I would get to um yeah be 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 a part of this because uh yeah, it's something that um, I think I'm quite sure younger me have I told them, you know, <laughs> you're going to drive for McLaren one day. And like, so, um, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's something I'm very grateful for.
0: So we've spoken about variety on the track, but let's talk about variety off the track. Give us a flavour of the sort of things you get to do with McLaren's Shadow that you maybe didn't expect to be able to do off the track.
1: Um, I think that's a quite an easy one because I, I feel like I'm just very lucky to get to do different opportunities you know whether that's um you know well I've, i flew to um where was it? Well, i mean i've flown to um to races that i never thought i'd get to go to as well so i went to uh, belgium last year abu dhabi last year with mclaren which was, you know such an amazing privilege i got to you know um this year I was with them at the, the British Grand Prix, so, you know, obviously Formula 1 but, mm. you know, I'm very grateful even for those things, but out with that as well you know, get I've even had the very lucky opportunity to do some cool content things as well, which is something that, you know, I, I'm i very much also, you know focused on um, when I can when I get the time to do it as well as, you know putting some time into content and yeah, getting to do that with uh, McLaren has been really, really cool I'm really, I love, you know, making the the content that we do um, together for you know whether it's uh, the shadow youtube channel or whether it's the shadow socials um is very much uh um yeah very very cool getting to make some really cool content with some really cool people um which is something that i also you know really enjoy being a part of as well with sort of the the, the esports bubble if that makes sense or the driving yeah. bubble i quite enjoy being more and more integrating with this sort of content uh so it's really cool um and um what else yeah. Well, also getting to drive McLarens is quite cool as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm very, very lucky in that sense. I've got to drive an Artura. Oh my goodness! A few times, I drove a 720 at Thruxton, which is so quick. <laughs> um, and then I drove an Artura. Um, yeah, I've drove an Artura a few times as well, which is really cool. So you know, I'm, but these are just a few things to name a few. But I think you know, I could sit here and keep explaining for a while as well. You know mm. how amazing it is to be part of you know such a iconic brand and getting also to do things that are pretty damn cool along the way yeah um which is something that i'm very very grateful for um for mclaren providing us with the opportunity to do these things um and you seem to enjoy it
0: you seem to i've spoken to a lot of esports drivers who kind of insinuate that it's a means to an end. It's kind of you know you are going to take the rough with the smooth. They're all about the driving. They're not so much interested about the the media and PR, which you know as podcast host never felt great. But <laughs> it feels like you kind of enjoy these opportunities uh to go out and represent the brand. Yeah, I
1: mean, I I'm probably one of the the few exceptions, I guess. Then we actually don't mind doing the media as much. Mm. Um, I keep getting told as like, ah, oh, that's going to wear off, look, because that's not going to last. I get people keep telling me, um, like, just within the community, is like, yeah, that's that ain't going to last. Um, but no, I, I've been going quite a few years now, and um, you know, I'm still. I mean, even doing this podcast, for example, I mean,
0: I'm not just saying this because I'm on the on the podcast. Yeah, you were listening driving, generally... Silverstone Grand Prix driving in Artura, <laughs> getting to go on the Sim Sundays podcast. Yeah, yeah, but I
1: generally do enjoy, you know this sort of thing as well i get i like to and i mean i can hear my teammates already chirping in the background oh that's because you don't stop talking because of course you're (laughs) going to love a
0: podcast so
1: um it's perfect
0: for me i've had to do Uh, very little work
1: (laughs) yeah well yeah but yeah i think the point being is that i do genuinely enjoy um i mean i think it's not a bad thing to enjoy it as well there's multiple there's multiple different areas to you know, Obviously, driving is the number one... The stopwatch is always going to be the most important yeah. thing, right? Your speed, your pace, and these sort of things. But I think it's also very important to try and enjoy other areas of your mm. um, your work, if that makes sense. Um, whether that's... I mean, obviously, I'm very privileged and very lucky to be in the position I am, where I get... Where, 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 what uh, The position I'm in um, to do the things I get to do. Um, something that I'm aware of how lucky I am as well, because I know there's a whole... There's a whole other kind of worms as well out there. Where it's you know, oh well, you know, you y- you still get the comments even now. Where it's just like, oh well, get a real job and see how you how you feel, how you fare. Um, and you know, I don't think a single driver ever would knock. It's not that we're trying to knock. Um, you know, any ideas of you know we're very like we know we're very lucky. Um, or at least I'd hope we all think we're very lucky because we are. You know, there's only 30 sports drivers in the world, so something that you know, I'm very conscious of that. I do think about it more than people probably realise. Where I'm like, I'm in such a lucky position, and I've got to really make sure I, yeah, don't waste that as well. You know, I think there's you know it'd be very easy for, uh, I, I, yeah, there's, there's always going to be assumptions. You know, that's yeah.
0: sort of the way it goes. But yeah, I think. uh No, in- interesting. Like I think you know I think. Kimmy Räikkönen possibly made it cool to not to like to to not be interested in the in the media and the PR and the cons etc. Right? could get away with it. A, a, lot, a lot of people have seen that and be like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to be like that. But actually, you are get to talk about something which you're quite clearly incredibly passionate about, and I have really really enjoyed this conversation. And I'm sad that we're we're our allocated uh, time the McLaren have given us. But uh, Lucas, thank you so much for your time i really, really enjoyed this conversation and good luck with the season. Thank you very much. It's um
1: yeah, it's been good fun. I've enjoyed it. Um and yeah, I will do my very best in the upcoming uh in the upcoming season. So yeah,
0: good luck. Thank you. you got this man. Cheers.